Retired Major General Walt Lord never served at Fort Campbell, yet he would come to call Clarksville home in a rather unique way. Hear the lessons Walt learned in the Army and how those lessons would help him in his new role as military advisor in residence at Austin P. State University. He also shares with Charlie and Katie his desire to serve his new hometown and to be a part of one of the fastest growing communities in the nation. All in this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. I'm pretty excited to have our guest in here today who, did you choose Clarksville or did Clarksville choose you? Huh. I would have to say it was a little of both. Yeah. You know, that, that's a really interesting question because uh-huh. I, I've, I've talked to Walt a lot and never posed that question that way. Okay. It's always been, why are you here instead of, you know, could it have been a 50-50 split on why you're here? And I never thought about the question that yeah. way. So I would have to say that we chose each other. Oh, it's, it was a mutual love. <laughs> I think I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. So how did you come to Clarksville? Um, our younger son went to UT. Okay. Which obviously is in East Tennessee, but uh, I was deployed his whole first year. But sophomore through senior years, whenever Grace, my wife, and I went to visit him, we would jump over to Nashville for a day or two just to kind of relax mm-hmm. and enjoy Nashville. And we, we started to fall in love more and more with Middle Tennessee to the point where even after he retired in 2016, about once a quarter, we went to Nashville for a long weekend. Oh, that's Just wonderful. to experience the town. So we realized several years ago that when military retirement did come, it would be in Middle Tennessee. And we thought, you know, we'd really like to get someplace between Fort Campbell for the, mm-hmm. the military community and the retiree services and Nashville, the town we love to visit. So having never, ever served at Campbell, never seen Clarksville or really much of Middle Tennessee, we looked at the map and said, let's just start at the northern end of the Route 24 corridor. We'll work our way south. And when we get to a town that feels like home. Oh, that's I love that. That'll be home. Mm-hmm. And uh, first night, obviously, we came to Clarksville or first day and we got back to the hotel that night and we both realized that. We're home. We didn't need to go any further. That's we wonderful. That, that's kind of like putting a map up and throwing a dart and seeing where you're going to land. Yeah. Pretty much. But we just felt we, we love the feel of the town. Yeah. I was going to ask you what it was that drew you to the town. Just it, to, felt like home? It felt like home. I, obviously, the military flavor, the retirees mm-hmm. who settle here, but just the people in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're native Philadelphians. I was going to ask that question next. Yeah, yeah. inner city Philadelphia. So uh-huh. I mean, we're proud of where we're from, but there's a huge difference in people. Is your son, did he get? Did he graduate UT? He did. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you what I, what I like about Walt. You've been here, what, a little over two years? Just about two years, a little over. April, mm-hmm. a couple years mm-hmm. ago, I think. And... He didn't sit back in the wings and just wait for something to happen. He kind of got out, started meeting people, and, you know, he's got a heart of, for service anyway. So he started getting involved in some local um, organizations, and he hadn't slowed down. If anything, he's got to, he's having to learn the word no. But he dove right in, and there's a lot of things we can talk to him about, about why he's involved and what he's involved in. It's, it's pretty amazing. Well, you didn't you didn't stray too far from the military because you went to Austin P and have a, a title of military advisor in residence. Now, what does that mean? Uh, it means 
One, it means that Austin P has recognized, and they just established the position in 2018, they've recognized how important mm -hmm. the what we call the military family, how important it is to them. Uh, and when I say military family, I'm talking uh, service members, both active duty, Fort Campbell, and reserve and National Guard, uh, veterans, and military family members. I was stunned to learn that 25% of the Austin P student body is military affiliated. I didn't know that either. That's They've a large connection percentage. in some way. It's the largest percentage of any school in Tennessee. Wow. Um, so roughly 25 to 2,600 of those students mm -hmm. in any given term. And when Austin P took a look at that, they realized that this is a, a population of students that we really need to pay attention to and make mm -hmm. sure that we're doing a good job of serving them. So, uh, it's, it's truly a dream job. My, my job is to come to work every day, mm -hmm. try to grow that community because we want more of those students, mm -hmm. uh, but also to advise Dr. Lakari and the rest of the senior leadership team as to whether we're doing a good job of taking care of them. On how to serve that group population of students. Exactly. On, on making sure that we're doing everything in our power to get them from enrollment to graduation and giving them a good experience in between. Yeah, I like that. So what I what I find interesting is is your military history with with National Guard and active duty. And so let's kind of tell everybody how you started in the military. And then I think we can wind up on how it helps you in your current job at Austin P. Sure. Uh, I enlisted at 17 into the Pennsylvania National Guard uh, and immediately went to a small private military college called Valley Forge. I've heard of it. It's one of four military colleges in the country that have what's called the early commissioning program. So they take four years of Army ROTC and accelerate it into two. Um, and ever since I enlisted in 82 at the age of 17, I've actually been a National Guardsman. Mm -hmm. 36 years of National Guard time, but the last 28 of those 36 were on continuous active duty of one flavor or another, about half of it in my home state of Pennsylvania and the other half out and about doing the guards work wherever the army is, including mm -hmm. a couple of tours in Europe. That, that thir Did you say 36 years? That's a long time. Mm -hmm. It is, but it, you know, it went by in the blink of an eye. Yeah. 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 Trust me. I know time flies. <laughs> the older we get, the quicker it goes. Right. Especially if you love what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, I certainly had assignments or, or periods of specific assignments that I didn't cherish going to work every day for one reason or another. But overall, you know, I, I always responded, especially in my family, when they asked, you know, you're over 20 years now, when are you going to retire? Yeah. You're over 25 years now, when are you going to retire? And I've always told anyone who asked that question, I'm going to continue to serve as long as two conditions exist. One, I'm having fun. Because if I'm not having fun, then I'm not going to go to work yeah. doing that job anymore. Mm -hmm. And two, as long as I'm, I feel like I'm in a position where I can make a difference for soldiers and their families. Uh, and those conditions existed right up until the last day. Well, and you're still day. able to do that in your current role. I am. Like I said, it's a mm -hmm. blessing. I'm, uh, I wake up every morning and pinch myself uh, knowing that I'm going to get to go to Austin P and do this great work. Yeah. Well, you know, you said something there that I picked up on that I think is a lesson and advice for just really anyone in any leadership role. 
you said, you know, I was having fun, but there's, you know, sometimes there's times there's potholes in that. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think that happens for everybody and you just have to fight through just because you're going through a tough time. Doesn't mean that that's the end result of what it's going to be. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do. Sometimes it's just a gut check. You have Mm -hmm. to get through it knowing that at some point conditions will change. That's right. They will always change. So how, how did your military experience, I know the position you're in, it calls for a general officer or higher level. I mean, depending on one star or whatever. But how did, how did your work prepare you for this job at Austin P? There were a couple of assignments that I had that specifically were geared toward some of the key constituents, key student yeah. population at, at Austin P. Um, in one of my jobs, I was the chief of staff of the Pennsylvania Department of Military and Veterans Affairs. So unlike here in Tennessee, in Pennsylvania, the adjutant general, the commander of the National Guard, is also responsible for veterans affairs. So six residential veterans homes. And at the time, we had 1.1 million veterans in Pennsylvania. Wow. So I was constantly working with <clears throat> veterans groups and our own part of that department uh, to service veterans uh, and to make sure that we're doing a good job for them. But I think more importantly, especially the positions that I held back in Pennsylvania as a full-time guardsman, uh, because the National Guard is really kind of considered the hometown team, Mm -hmm. wherever we've got an armory, you've got to be an integral part of that community, even beyond your military mission. So I learned that very on, very early on in my career that you know my my first armory was in North Philadelphia as a young lieutenant and and we were a, a really important part of that community for a lot of reasons. So I think I learned a lot of skill in dealing with people from different backgrounds and with different interests thanks to that really unusual guard career that I've had. Well, I think I think it's pretty cool that that Austin P recognized the need for your type of leadership, um, you know, a few years ago, and and has kind of just turned the reins over to you now to let you just guide the ship as you see fit. They have, and now I I didn't work for for Dr. White. She was gone yeah. by the time I came on. Dr. Lacari hired me after about two months as the new president. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've been very, very impressed and, and really grateful that he has given me that discretion. Uh, one of the things he told me was, I want you to look across all of our processes within the institution and tell me if there's something that might be an obstacle to one of those military-affiliated students mm. getting to graduation and mm-hmm. identify it and help us fix it. So he's, he has given me uh, lots of discretion and figuring out what my job is and where I can best plug in. I find it interesting the way all the puzzle pieces for you in this journey all just kind of fit together. First, you picked Clarksville, and then Austin P creates this job that sounds like it had your name written all over it from the very beginning, and now you're doing it. It just seems like everything kind of fell into place and was meant to be. We have been blessed is the only way I can describe mm-hmm. it. And oh, that's what I was thinking. It was divine intervention. No doubt about it. Grace and I talk all the time about the fact that even when you're facing tough times, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when, when this great opportunity came to be, we just looked at each other and said that I've got to do this. Uh, 
it's happening for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I've got to take this opportunity. But, you know, he didn't he didn't move here and just sit back. I mean, we talked about it a few minutes ago. I mean, he dove right in. Mm-hmm. He, he started meeting people and being active in the community. And when that happens, if people can recognize who you are, you recognize who they are, and you just... Know your skill set. Yeah. Know who you are. I think it's, it, it's just a natural fit. For Walt and Grace to be in our in our community, and we'll, we'll talk about Grace for about ten seconds. She's fantastic, and and he definitely got the better part of that deal. And I think he would admit to that in a big, big way. Yeah, yeah. I have to she, meet this Grace. You will love her. She is fantastic. Brownie points. Thanks. Thanks, sir. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and actually, uh, Charlie was a big part in my my ability to get engaged in Clarksville. He's a good uh, networker. I came here knowing nobody, uh, but the Adjutant <clears throat> General of Tennessee, Jeff Holmes, Major General Jeff Holmes, is an old friend of mine. And when I retired here, after having told him for years that I was going to do it, and he would laugh a little bit, mm-hmm. I think he thought I was just playing with him. Yeah. So when we got here, he, he reached out to me and said, okay, just tell me what you want to do. Do you want to retire quietly or do you want to get engaged? And I said, Jeff, I have to get engaged. I, you're, I, you're like, I don't go down yeah. quiet. I would shrivel up and die if I mm-hmm. didn't get engaged. I, we want to be good neighbors. We want to mm-hmm. be good members of our community. So he said, okay, uh, what I'm going to do is a couple of weeks from now, Operation Stand Down Tennessee, one of our great veterans nonprofits here, is going to have their annual Heroes Breakfast in Nashville. And I'm going to invite you, and you and Grace are going to sit at my table, and I'm going to introduce you to a guy named Jack Turner. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did. And about a week later, Jack and I had about a half hour in his office and probably a two hour lunch. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> one of the things that really impressed me about his approach was every second of that conversation was, what can I do to help you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just incredibly selfless. He's a good man. Uh, but one of the things that emerged from that conversation was his insistence that I meet Charlie. Hmm. Um, There's a weak moment. <laughs> <laughs> but a combination of, of getting to know Charlie and, and Charlie uh, very graciously leveraging his network to help me get engaged. And that great nonprofit operation, Stand Down mm-hmm. Tennessee, uh, I learned at the breakfast that we have an office right here in Clarksville. And I reached out to them and they immediately drew me into one of their committees. And uh, as of a couple of weeks ago, I'm on the board of directors for the state. Oh, yeah. The minute you start saying yes, they're all going to reel you in. And that's one of the things that's really been kind of refreshing about Clarksville. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, back home, the people are just different. Not better, not worse, just different. Uh, Once they get to know you and trust you, they'll wrap their arms around you and they will be extremely loyal. Charlie, did you introduce him to Joe Maynard? Because they have a lot of the same charities at we, heart. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, in fact, Joe joined the Stand Down Tennessee okay. board with me. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, he just, I know he has a lot of passion for a lot of those same things. But unlike what we were used to at home, where you, you really have to prove yourself before people will let you get into their into their worlds and get engaged. Here in Clarksville, if you make it known that you want to be engaged... People are going to help you get engaged. Yeah, and yeah I, moved, that. I moved here 14 years ago, and I had the exact same experience. So. Yeah, and you know, they'll especially get you engaged if if they see the value that you bring to certain organizations. And, you know, it's it's good. 
It's good. It's it's kind of been fun to watch because well, two I'm years. You cho- yeah, I'm grateful you chose Clarksville because we yeah. need more people who want to get out there and make a positive impact and difference. So thank you. We do. So I, I would ask you this: What would you say to somebody as as a leader in the community, as a leader at Austin P? If if some student or somebody just comes up to you and says, "Hey, I've watched you. How do I get involved? What what do I do?" I think the first thing I would do is start to introduce them to my network, yeah. just like you did for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really all I would have to do is sit back and watch the magic happen. Yeah. You know, certainly we'd, we would have a conversation about what kinds of things yeah. they want to get yeah. engaged mm-hmm. in. Uh, and certainly if it were veterans or military kinds of things, that would be easy yeah. because I would yeah. just draw them into the things that I'm doing. Some of it with you, yeah. Charlie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, and, you know, I do believe that as especially in our world, the military professional world, we've got a duty to mentor and to help people get engaged when yeah. they want to. So I yeah. take that uh, that obligation pretty seriously. Yeah. yeah, I've had people ask me, you know, how, how do I get involved? And I say, well, you, you need to find out what you're interested in. What, what's your passion? You need to commit to it and be engaged. Don't just show up at a meeting and then disappear you've got to really dive in and and be engaged absolutely ask Mm -hmm. questions sure volunteer because if you say that you have time to do it they're that's right they're really in they will in a heartbeat uh up until i took the position at austin p grace actually started to refer to me as the busiest unemployed man on the planet <laughs> because I, I had gotten involved in so many things and, and she had done a bunch of them with me. Uh-huh. Um, it was a lot of fun. Well, we, we appreciate you taking, taking time to be here and yeah, thank you for joining uh, us. I know there's a, there's a lot you're involved in. Is there anything that stands out in your mind that, that we didn't ask you about or that you'd like to share about what's going on or, or, how to get involved at Austin P in your program? I would actually. Um, the the one really exciting initiative is the newly approved Institute for National Security and Military Studies. Uh, first of its kind, not only in Tennessee but in the Southeast. Wow. So, I think the original intent, and it it was initiated long before I came on board, but. As I can gather, the initial intent was to do exactly what you might think based on the title, to, to train and develop national security leaders for the nation, you know, at the national yeah. level. Uh, one of the conversations I've had with Dr. Lakari, and he agrees completely, is we really ought to look at our, at our hometown team, right? You know, we've got the Tennessee Military Department, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations, the Homeland Security folks, the emergency management folks, we could be the school of choice to provide professional development for homeland security people for the state of Tennessee. Wow. Um, and he agrees, and, and all of the folks on Austin Peay's campus agree. And wonderfully, I've been able to reach out to some of my contacts at state level, and they all agree as well. So we'll start to kick that into high gear soon. Our, our funding for the first year uh, kicks in with the new fiscal year for us, which is the 1st of July. Yeah. Um, and what we're looking to do in the first year is to round out our curriculum, to launch it in year two, to uh, generate and conduct a few outreach events, mm-hmm. and to get a few visiting professors, visiting faculty on board uh, to get the ball rolling on this amazing institution. Yeah. 
That, that is fun. amazing. Yeah, it does sound fun. And, it, you know, it's so topical and timely. I, I guess I just never thought of there needing to be an institute to train. That's interesting. I learned something new Absolutely. Today. And the beauty of our program is much of it, in fact, in some of the course offerings that we'll, we'll put out there, it'll all be online. It'll mm-hmm. all be available online. So anyone in the state of Tennessee, anyone in the nation, is that like, and, I, and I'm ignorant of this. Is that like a four-year degree? Is it? I mean, how? It will be. We'll be offering be. our first degree program. Will be a bachelor's degree in national security. Interesting. And then we'll grow from there. I would think too in the future that's going to be such an important, important position because it's important now. Well, it's not going to get oh, any yeah. better. Absolutely. You know? And we, uh, the the folks at Austin PU preceded me saw the vacuum. They they saw mm-hmm. the need. Because there isn't anything like it mm. in the southeastern United States. Right. So That's I, why I find it interesting. I guess I just always assumed national security fell under a military arm. Oh, no, ma'am. See, um, I didn't. I, like I said, I'm totally ignorant on, on, on that topic. We, we really learned a hard lesson on, on 9-11, many hard lessons. But mm-hmm. one of them is the fact that national security is an interagency process. Mm-hmm. And it, it goes from the highest levels of our military and federal government down to the police officer in a patrol car. Well, down to the IT guy, too. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, that's a huge cyber. Mm-hmm. It's huge. So that's interesting. Uh, yeah, that is. I'm going to have to watch that. That's interesting. Yeah, and I'm really, it, the program belongs to uh, Dean Tucker Brown, one of our academic deans, because much of the curriculum falls within his lane. Okay. Uh, but President Lakari has asked me to be an advisor as we establish yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And I've met with Dean Brown, and he's he's welcomed me with open arms as yeah. an advisor. So. Uh, I think we're going to be able to do some great things together and some great things for Austin P. Well, it's exciting to be on the ground force, something like that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for joining us here today. It's been a pleasure. And I'm sure that there, you're going to have other things come up in the future that we're going to need to discuss. You just need to let us know and come back. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you for having me here. I really appreciate Absolutely. the opportunity to, uh, to tell my Clarksville story, which I yeah. love telling, uh, and to talk a little bit about my new role at Austin yep. P. Well, we'll be we'll be we'll be back here in five years to talk about the first graduates of this institute. Absolutely, that sounds like a plan. Yeah, let's put it on the calendar. Perfect. Yep. Thanks. Thank, Thank you. you. Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcast, so you don't miss out on a single conversation.